0: Hi everyone! Thanks for tuning in to the Faith in Everyday podcast, where we've been discussing how we can glorify God in everything we do every day. This is Tara Joy, and today we're going to dive deep into something that could make or break the validity of Christianity, and that is the reliability of the Bible. Growing up in a Christian home, I was told that the Bible was the true Word of God. The problem with this is that my opinion of the Bible was based on others' opinions, not actual fact. So when asked about it, my opinion does no good when trying to convince someone that the Bible is in fact true and reliable. There are many arguments about why the Bible cannot be valid. The first being that the Bible was written so long ago that we don't know that what we have today matches the original writings. And you probably also heard the argument of the game of telephone in terms of the Bible. That the translators were translating other translations of the Bible and what we have today is totally different from the originals. Well, though it is true that we don't have the originals, the problem with this argument is that in the world, we have discovered 14,000 Old Testament manuscripts and fragments and more than 5,000 manuscripts and portions of the New Testament. Why is this so important? Because these manuscripts outnumber any other historical document by the thousands. For example, Homer's Iliad. There are less than 700 copies and only a few copies of any one of the Aristotle's writings. If we were to go by sheer numbers of the historical documents that we have compared to the Bible, if the Bible was not valid because of not having the originals, we wouldn't be able to trust any historical document. Okay, so we have most of the manuscripts, but do they match what we have today? Again, going back to the argument of the game of telephone. For the Old Testament, the first set of manuscripts we discovered was in 1897, and they dated back to 800 AD. But in 1947 to 1955, the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered, and they contained manuscripts dating back to 250 to 200 BC. And because of this find, it confirmed the find in 1897, because it included passages our Bibles contained, but surprisingly also that our Bibles don't contain. The earliest verse found was dated back to 800 to 700 B.C. That is 300 to 400 years before the Old Testament was even finished in 400 B.C. And the oldest groupings of books were only within 100 to 200 years of the Old Testament completion. Again, In comparison with other historical documents, this is a much shorter time frame than all of the others. For example, the first biography of Alexander the Great was written in 2 AD by the Greek historian Arian of Nicomedia in his book, The Campaigns of Alexander. It was written 500 years after his death in June 323 BC. So the biographer, Arian, wasn't even alive during Alexander the Great's reign. So how does this compare to the 5,000-plus manuscripts of the New Testament? Well, close to 1,000 of them were copied before 1,000 AD, which shows the originals would have been written during the time of the 12 disciples' lifetimes, giving them ample time to refute the accounts, as well as plenty of other eyewitnesses. What about all the historical claims that the Bible makes? How can we know that those are true? The archaeological evidence for those claims is overwhelming. And all the things that we continue to find archaeologically always affirm the Bible's claims. They don't refute them. For example, the book of Daniel claimed a king named Balthazar ruled in Babylon. But there was only proof that Nebuchadnezzar was reigning at that time. Well, and some more archaeological finds confirms that Nebuchadnezzar appointed Balthazar while he was away from Babylon for a time, which affirmed the Bible's claims in Daniel. Also, when a secular archaeologist such as Sir William Ramsey set out to disprove the historical reliability of Acts and Luke in the New Testament, he proved that they were indeed accurate and he himself converted to Christianity. And that is only one example of a secular skeptic of Christianity who went out to disprove the Bible and it converted to Christianity himself because of the fact that what they were finding turned out to be true. So why else can we believe the Bible is not only reliable, but the Word of God? Well, prophecies. The detailed predicting of events that will happen years, decades, and centuries into the future. Only could God know the future. So the fact that 2,000 of the 2,500 prophecies in the Bible have already been fulfilled, and the 500 left reach into the future, without error, is according to Dr. Hugh Ross, a less than 1 in 10 to the 2,000th power. If you want to go into detail about the probability of chance in the fulfillment of each individual prophecy, I will post a link to Dr. Hugh Ross's article in the info section of the podcast so you can look into it in further detail. The Bible was written by 40 different authors over a 1,500-year span in three different languages, yet all of them are consistent with each other and all point to Jesus or the redemption of humankind. The probability of all these authors getting to scheme together with an underlining theme is zero. Especially in the lifespan of each author being 80 to 150 years, respectively. They didn't live long enough to converse with most of the other authors. So, it's impossible. Now, is there evidence outside of the Bible to confirm the reliability of it? Yes! Secular historians, like Josephus, who was before 100 AD, Roman Tacitus around 120 AD, Roman Suetonius around AD 110, and Roman governor Secundus, AD 100 to AD 110 make direct reference to Jesus or affirm the New Testament references. Not only secular, but early church leaders, for example, Clement of Rome, wrote before 250 AD shed light on the reliability of the Bible. With all the different evidence for the reliability of the Bible, it completely outweighs the possibility of it being false. And if you find the Bible false, you won't be able to believe any other historical book due to the lack of evidence in comparison. It's definitely something to think about. This is Tara Joy. Thanks for listening to Faith in Every Day. Feel free to go to our blog at www.faithineveryday.com or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash faith in every single day to join in the conversation. Talk to you next time.